Hello and welcome to The Inner Portal. I'm your host Ella and in this podcast we'll take a deeper look at reality as we know it and challenge our beliefs around what is actually possible in this universe. Through interviews and personal stories, we explore the connecting dots between science, spirituality, metaphysics, aliens, and so much more. Hello, beautiful souls. How are you doing? I'm so excited to be recording this second episode of The Inner Portal. And to be talking to all of you, it feels like it's been a while since I recorded and launched the first episode, and I have had so much fun since I launched it. And I just want to thank you all for the amazing feedback and for commenting and for supporting and sharing and liking. And yeah, I just feel so, so blessed and grateful. And it's just been so much fun to launch this podcast and uh, see and feel all your, all your support. So I wanted to start off with thanking you all for that. As I'm recording this, I'm sitting at my parents' place in Helsingborg. I came here yesterday because it was my birthday yesterday, my 30th birthday. <laughs> I can't believe that I am 30 years old. But I'm also, people have asked me, how, how is it to be 30? Wow, it's such a big day. But yeah, I guess in some way it's, um, it's more of a symbolic thing, right? I feel like a new chapter is starting in my life. And being 30, I mean, people expect you to be more grown up and like adult when you turn 30, right? <laughs> it's like now you're... Now you're grown up, now it's time to step up and become an adult. But I don't really, I don't want to be an adult. <laughs> I, I think I will probably always be stuck in my 20s somehow. And um, I enjoy feeling childish and just inviting more uh, playfulness and more of my childish side to come out. It's something I'm practicing, so... I feel I feel a lot more in contact with my inner child turning 30 than I did when I turned th- 20. <laughs> so, yeah, that's very interesting. But that's not what we're going to talk about today because today I wanted to talk about spiritual awakenings. I know that many of you have gone through this yourselves. Um and many of you are probably curious about learning more about it and understanding what a spiritual awakening actually is. So I thought I would share some of my insights and learnings from my own experience going through a spiritual awakening these last couple of years and talk about how a spiritual awakening can affect a person going through it so from from my own perspective and from my own story because I've been contacted by many people both old friends but also strangers since I started sharing my journey on social media after going through my burnout and they tell me that 
it's like they they open up to me and they share about their own experiences that they're also going through the same thing through some sort of spiritual awakening but they don't really have anyone to talk to or they are too afraid of telling anyone because they know that people won't understand them and um, maybe won't even believe them and that really breaks my heart because I know exactly how lonely it can feel because I've been there and I've gone through it and I know how difficult it can be to have all these experiences and this pers- like shift in personality really um, and having no one to turn to because you feel like no one will understand. And I've been thinking a lot about this ahead of, of this episode, but also going through this process. Looking back, I can see that ever since I was quite little, I, I have, have some sort of intuitive knowing, you could say, just like um, a deep knowing, inner knowing that there is more to this universe than we understand. And I have always had this very strong connection to the stars and to the universe in general. I, as a kid, I used to go out like in the summers when it was um, a clear sky or a clear night. I would uh, ask my parents if I could bring my, my cover and my my pillow and and sleep on the trampoline in the garden to to watch the stars and I would lay there I would lay awake awake for so many hours just watching the stars and I remember that I used to ask myself some pretty deep and like existential questions like about the universe um, thinking about what lies behind the stars that we can see and like the vastness of the universe, the infinity of the universe, and what my role in this universe is, and if there's life on other planets, which I was a hundred percent sure about, even from a very young age. I always, I've always, always, always known that there's more life out there, and I've always had this very um, strong knowing that there it must be through different dimensions so um, like thinking about aliens for example I've always seen aliens I I do believe that there are aliens that that are like in physical form as well that we can perceive in physical form but perhaps more that they come like through different dimensions or in some sort of form that we can't perceive with our senses. And that's something I believed since I was a very little kid, which is very interesting looking back that I've always had this very deep knowing. And I've always been very interested as well in paranormal activity. And I used to to watch um, television shows about like mediums (laughs) visiting people's houses and like clearing houses of of these um, spirits, ghosts, energies that I would call them today. Um, it's just, um, you yeah, have always been very open to these things. And um, 
I think it's always just been very, it has come very naturally for me to question my reality and question the stories that we are told and really challenge my own and also other people's beliefs. I don't just buy into whatever someone tells me um, with the explanation that that's just how it is. If I have a feeling about something or if it just doesn't resonate with me, I will uh, question it and I will want to explore it myself. I remember I actually had a really hard time with mathematics in school because I couldn't stand it when my teacher just told me when I asked them like why do I need to use this uh, certain formula I don't even know what they call it formula <laughs> why do I need to use uh, this um, calculation for this specific problem and they would just tell me well that's just how it is and I hated that I hated to not be able to get an, a clear answer to why something, why I was being told to do something without them having an explanation for it. And I mean, when it comes to mathematics, I understand that maybe you can't under explain it. And I've also um, perceived that now as well, that there are certain things in this universe that you just can't explain. And it's just how it is. But yeah, what I wanted to say is that I've always had that like sense of, or the, um, the need to question things. Um, I have a fairly critical mind, I would say. So yeah, I've always been open to this. And like, if, if no one can prove to me that there aren't ghosts or that there aren't aliens or that um, there isn't a god, then why would I believe that? If there is a possibility that there might be something to this reality, to our reality, that we just don't understand or that we can perceive with our senses as human beings, then I will keep that open. I will see it as a possibility that there might be something that I just don't know. And uh, I think that has served me fairly well throughout my life so far. So that's something that I always try to keep in mind and live by and follow to just keep an open mindset. <laughs> so what is a spiritual awakening? From, from my own experience, it is basically a shift in the perception of yourself and your worldview. So I previously used to identify myself a lot more with my ego. So I, I saw the world through the filter of my ego. We are very attached to the things in our physical reality. Our belongings are very important to us. We put labels on everything and we learn to do that from a very young age. It's my house, my cat, my car, my name, my mother, my father, my brother, my friends. These things all mean a lot to us because they are basically what shapes our identity. The way we dress and look is very important, and our role in society um, determines whether or not we will fit in. I mean, if you, if you look at it, it, the ego is basically a survival mechanism. Like way back, we needed to fit in and be part of the group in order to survive. We couldn't be left alone because then we would die. 
So, so don't get me wrong. Like the ego, I think the ego has an unnecessarily bad reputation, <laughs> but that's, that's also a different topic. But um, when you wake up from this illusion, when you go through a spiritual awakening, you wake up from this illusion that you are your ego and you understand that you are an infinite and spiritual being with a physical body and with an ego. So you wake up and you you realize that the, the person you use to identify with is actually not who you are. Your body and physical appearance doesn't determine who you are. You are not the sum of your belongings. And you start to see very clearly the roles that you have taken on throughout your life and how unhealthy the system that we live in actually is. You understand that this is all just an illusion, a made-up sense of separation. And you realize that we are all connected to the same source, ultimately. We are all connected to the same awareness and to the same consciousness. And the minute that this happens, there's really no turning back. The, the only thing you can do is just buckle up and enjoy the ride. Because... Like I said, in, in my understanding, our egos are very attached to this, or it's like a, it's a part of this three-dimensional reality that we live in. And thanks to it, we stay grounded in this reality in a way. So, so the ego is actually very good to have because I think otherwise we would probably get crazy. <laughs> but when we start to detach from our ego and we start to understand that the ego is not who we are on a deep and authentic level, um, yeah, well, the, the ego naturally starts to freak out, obviously, because we're basically killing it. And the ego will do everything it can to survive, obviously. So I, um, I guess this is also why a spiritual awakening can can go from feeling like you're living in a fairy tale and everything is just love and bliss and amazing to feeling like shit and like you're basically living in a nightmare overnight you're torn between your ego your limited ego that is dying and like this sense of separation that the ego creates and this infinite being that you actually are you're torn between these two realities and yeah, I guess that it makes sense that that will be a rocky ride. <laughs> and from, from my understanding, this process looks more or less the same for everyone. And I can clearly see that um, my own journey has had different um, stages that I have gone through. Um, and that, like I said, most people go through in some sort of order. So my awakening started when I went through my burnout with what they call the dark night of the soul. And the, the dark night of the soul is a very old concept. It's basically a very uh, dark period in your life when your reality collapses and you lose your sense of purpose and meaning. And for those of you who know... Um, Eckhart Tolle, he talks about this. 
he he went through a dark night of the soul before he was enlightened if i if i understand it correctly so um a dark night of the soul is often triggered by an external event of some kind it can be like a loss of a family member or like in my case this burnout that i went through so it is basically created by um, a lot of suffering an external event that creates a lot of suffering and what happened when i went through my burnout was that not only um, was i so sick like my brain and body just shut down but i also realized that the the job and the title that i had previously identified with didn't mean anything anymore when i couldn't work when i couldn't get to work and when i frankly had no motivation or desire whatsoever to continue working i was left with nothing i started asking myself why on earth i had put myself through all that stress and all those long work hours and all that suffering for a job and a fancy title or a career or paycheck or whatever it is that we all in the society strive for i realized that none of that actually mattered so what was left of me in that case who am i without my job title and my career i started thinking about like if someone were to ask me to introduce myself like who is who is eleanor then I wouldn't have the slightest idea of how to answer that question without using my work title or where I live or what I like to do in my free time. And yeah, I just it just struck me that none of that is actually who I am. Like, what's behind all that? Have you ever thought of that? Like, how would you introduce yourself if you can't use your work title or some of your belongings or uh, like the city you live in or whatever? It's just very fascinating that I had never thought of that before. But all of a sudden going through this burnout and being left with, left with nothing, I started asking myself some very deep and existential questions. I was going through an existential crisis. So I, I started seeing the craziness of the society that we live in and that I had been part of my entire life and the unhealthy structures of the systems and this hamster wheel that we're all part of and that we keep showing up for day in and day out and this unhealthy strive for success and money and titles like for what purpose i just all of a sudden didn't understand it anymore and i couldn't believe that i had been part of that when all i got was a burnout i was left in my couch for two months not being able to do anything for what purpose so I was going through this existential crisis and I started to see things very clearly and like I started looking back at my life and the person that I had been and wondering who I actually was without this facade that I had put on. And that's when I started seeking out alternative 
healing methods. Like I, I intuitively was drawn to Ayurveda, for example, and I had been doing yoga for a few years. It's actually one of the things that I have uh, done for quite a few years and that I have always been very drawn to. So I picked up my yoga practice and I started meditating and it came so naturally to me. It was like an inner voice who just told me to sit down and meditate. Now is the time. Now you finally basically can't do anything else. I had so much time because I couldn't do any of the things that I used to do. So I finally had time to just sit down and meditate. And that's what I did. It was actually the the one thing that helped me the most during this dark night of the soul that I found myself in. I remember so clearly, um, I, I, used, I downloaded this app called Headspace and I did their 10 minute meditations to start with. And I would, I would, this is so funny, I would sit down on the floor, um, cross-legged, because I thought that that's how it needs to be when you start meditating, because that's what all the gurus do and how I've seen people do it. So that must be, like, you don't meditate if you sit on a chair, basically. And that was so freaking painful, because my body was so stiff, and yeah, I was sick in my from my burnout, so... It was so painful, but god damn it, I sat down every day and did this meditation. And I mean, I obviously made it a lot more uh, difficult and harder than it needed to be, but I did it. I, I showed up for myself and I still remember to this day the the one meditation, the first ever meditation where I came in contact with something higher something that I have never been in contact with before and I felt this peace and quiet and my soul finally had some rest and my mind got quiet and it was just peaceful and I think that meditation was where I was hooked and I think that took me like a couple of weeks probably it wasn't longer than that but I remember it so vividly. Um, I was, yeah, meditation became my drug after that. And after that, I also started getting more in contact with my intuition. I started reconnecting with my body and with my higher self, with my true authentic self. Slowly, I was uncovering myself and starting to shed the layers just by seeing things more clearly. So yeah, meditation really helped me connect with my intuition. And I believe that it's what led me to moving to Bali for four months, because all of a sudden, it became so clear to me that I couldn't be, I couldn't uh, stay in the city where I lived in, in Malmö, I just needed to get away. And I needed to cut the cords with my past life. And I needed to start over, I needed new and fresh energy. And I needed I had this very strong urge to explore all, like explore spirituality, explore all these uh, alternative healing methods that I um, had found. So I wanted to dive into meditation. I wanted to dive even further into yoga and Ayurveda, and I wanted to just learn everything I could. And I realized that I needed to get away from 
my my old life I needed to start fresh so I went to Bali which was the best decision that I had done in a very very long time for myself and um, yeah that's really when things started changing because all of a sudden I found this community of like-minded people and I found I, I went to workshops and meditation classes and yoga and I found ecstatic dancing which I found was so tremendously healing putting me in contact with my feminine energy that I had never ever explored before I've always been so much in my masculine energy in productivity and doing and uh, pushing things and setting goals and yeah just this um, structure of the of the masculine energy and I had never explored my softer and more gentle flowing feminine side so exploring ecstatic dances was really healing to me and being surrounded by all these people who just understood me who got it that I that was I, I was so mind blown I didn't understand it was like oh my god all my life I've been surrounded by people who just don't get me who just don't share my worldview and I understood I like I remember talking to some people who just shifted my reality they were talking about things that just instantly clicked with me that I instantly intuitively knew were the truth but I had never been surrounded by people who shared my worldview or who shared these beliefs about the universe and our reality and yeah like had a more spiritual perspective on things so I didn't even know about many of these things but when people told me about them I was like yep that's how it is and it just it, it triggered something in me a deep yeah like I talked about this deep knowing all of a sudden I started getting explanations to um, these things that I had felt as a kid so being there in Bali and exploring all this I went into uh, the like the second stage of my spiritual awakening which is the bliss mode <laughs> and uh, yeah this this stage is just um, very beautiful this is when the heart starts to open up and expand um i could clearly feel that i was uh coming more in contact with my emotions and i was connecting with my higher self my higher consciousness with spirit source whatever you want to call it the universe mm, and i started to feel uh, this deep sense of connectedness and of meaning and a strong faith in something more that I had never felt before, but that I have understood that I have always I've been longing for some sort of faith and connection, but I just didn't know that it was actually like a spiritual connection that I was longing for. So like my entire time in Bali was just walking around in bliss and just feeling so much love, so much connectedness. Um, I felt so connected to birds, animals, to people, to 
everything, everything just started making sense all of a sudden. It was like you, I was walking around in this dream world in this very innocent, newly found faith that I had. Um, and yeah, it's just so much love and, and connectedness. It's really, really beautiful. Um, so I started to get like a new sense of meaning and I like I never wanted this to end I I remember I was thinking about it I was like this is too good to be true like life can't be this good it's too good it needs to end sometime and I remember that I I was actually fearing the moment that this bliss mode would end and for some reason I knew that it was going to end <laughs> so I was like I better enjoy this while I can because I know that it's not going to last forever I knew that when I go back from Bali I need to go back to my old life and face all the all the things that I just left behind and I did a lot of healing in Bali a lot of um very deep spiritual work. I did a lot of shadow work. I sat with my shadows. I I dove really deep into meditation. I was I was meditating for like two or three hours every day and I did yoga on top of that. So it was like it's it was very, very deeply healing. Um and I realized that when I come back I need to face all those things that I had just pushed away and that I had started to heal in Bali but now I need to like face the reality of them in a way so when I came back from Bali I I actually I went through I'm, I'm not sure if that's the term for it but I went through basically another dark night of the soul <laughs> because like my everything just crumbled again I was back to this sense of just feeling meaningless and without purpose and it felt like trying to fit into a shoe that I had grown out of basically so I came back to my old life but nothing was the same I had changed so much my entire world view and my perception of reality had changed and I came back believing in what people refer to as God. And that was really challenging. I, I felt so lonely and I didn't have anyone at that time back in, in Sweden who I could connect with because none of my old friends are, were spiritual or um, even understood like what I had gone through. And I felt like, how can I ever explain what I have gone through? It was just not possible. And I had to face people here in Sweden who don't have faith, who aren't spiritual and who just don't understand it. So it was very, very lonely. I, I was trying to make my life work and I was trying to like be this new person in the same old contexts that I had built for myself in my my old life but it was it just wasn't working out I was just so I had changed and all of a sudden all these like the the old context and my old life didn't it didn't bring me joy anymore I didn't feel connected to uh, my old friends and to the things I used to enjoy doing and yeah, I it was 
I went through a lot of grief and sorrow because my old, old Ella, the the old person, the old me, um, was dying, and I was leaving my friends behind, and I couldn't really explain to them why. I just, I just kind of withdrew and um, kept to myself quite a lot because. I was too insecure in this new person that I had become. I was too still very lost in my spirituality. I couldn't really own it, although it gave me so much joy and love and purpose. It also brought me a lot of shame and I felt embarrassed uh, coming back to a society where it's not really accepted to have faith because it's so strongly connected to religion and um, people just aren't used to people believing in something more and openly expressing that so it was very difficult very lonely and yeah I went through a lot of grief it was like mm, going through a grieving process of leaving myself and my old life behind and I've talked to many, many others who have also gone through spiritual awakenings who have the exact same experience. They all of a sudden feel very detached from their old life. And it's just very difficult to partake in shallow conversations about the news or the weather or work or, yeah, just shallow conversations that doesn't really say anything about the person who the person is because you you really you understand that that's not the the true reality it's just the ego it's just this illusion of separation and this attachment to our physical reality that our ego creates for ourselves and you understand like you start to see things from a different perspective where those things become less important. The, the materialistic things in your physical reality becomes less important and you, you seek out uh, deeper meaning and deeper connections and you want to find the authentic and true person behind all those things. You want to connect with the soul. Um, yeah, so... So I was I was withdrawing quite a lot from my old life. I was spending a lot of time for myself and I was trying to find my find my way back to a meaning in life and to some sort of purpose. And during this time the only thing that really brought me a sense of purpose was my meditation practice. And um yeah, like I said, I, I continued meditating like two or three hours every day. I went really deep. And at this time, I also started my meditation teacher training because I figured that if I am to have some sort of career, then I want to do something that I'm really passionate about. And that was the meditation. And as a result of doing all this meditation and self-work and healing, my whole world started shifting. Because when you meditate that much, it's, it's, um, it's very natural that you start to experience very 
radical changes in yourself and your perception of of your reality so uh, for example my my senses started uh, growing a lot stronger I started I started seeing colors more vividly Uh, I remember I was walking through the forest and it was if if someone just turned all the colors up um in like photoshop or something it like all the colors were so bright i was shocked i was like has has it always looked like this have i just not seen it or am i experiencing my reality differently the nature the trees everything was so beautiful and smells became more intense um i started hearing better and my my body just got more sensitive in every aspect basically so i got super sensitive to energies i i couldn't be around people who were in a bad mood or like on a low vibe if i walked into a room where there had been a conflict or people were um yeah just in a low vibe basically it affected me deeply like I couldn't stand to be around people who um, were in this negativity Um, so I started to become very sensitive to being in the city surrounded by all these energies daily and I started longing for nature so um, I spent a lot of time in nature as much as I could and during this time I also started like cleaning my body I got this very strong urge to get rid of toxins and just free myself from everything in my past life basically I was like turning into a new person getting rid of all the shit from from my past and I started this um, really intense diet (laughs) so I actually spent three and a half almost four months only eating fruit and um, drinking juices Um, because I started reading a lot about health. Health has always been very important to me, but I had never um, studied nutrition in the way that I started to do now because this interest grew a lot stronger uh, during the process of like wanting to heal my body. So uh, I read a lot about fasting and heard of all the the benefits of fasting and doing detoxes. And I wanted to heal from from some some things that I had been carrying with me for a while. Um, I stopped using chemicals. I changed like my, swapped my shampoo and uh, conditioner and uh, soap for just natural stuff. And I had a very playful attitude towards it all I was like I was just like trying to figure things out and trying to explore this new person that I was becoming and um, I was following my intuition a lot so I was I was healing my body in in many different ways and during this time um, I was still in my meditation teacher training so I was meditating a lot like I said and all of a sudden I one day in one meditation my reality shifted even further um, because I experienced what I later understood to be a kundalini awakening and 
I'm, I'm going to talk more about this in future episodes. Uh, so I'm just briefly going to touch on it now, but, um, Kundalini is an energy that rests within all of us. It's basically, um, a life force energy that we all have resting within us and that can uh, get activated during meditation. For example, during spiritual practices, it can get spontaneously activated as well. Many people uh, experience that. Mm, but what is um, the thing about Kundalini is that when it gets awakened or activated, um, you like your healing is intensified it like skyrockets and everything that you are carrying with you all your trauma every like all the unresolved issues that you still have to deal with are basically thrown at you and you have to deal with them in a very short and intense period um and so that's what happened to me this happened during a meditation and when I stood up the world looked different. Um, and I had experienced these changes before. It was like a slow, it was like a gradual preparation for this awakening, I can feel like. But when it actually awakened, I started going through a lot of difficult emotional um, challenges. So I started having panic attacks. I started... I started to actually question what was real because my my sense of reality um, didn't make sense. Like I didn't make sense of my reality anymore. I thought I was losing my mind. I, I was looking at things and I was like seeing past the illusion of these materialistic things. Like I could see that what I'm holding in my hand right now is just an illusion. And this will make sense to some of you, but to many of you, it won't. And that's also why um, Kundalini awakenings, um, I believe, are a problem in our modern society, because I believe that many people are actually going through Kundalini awakenings, spiritual, like intense, profound spiritual experiences where your worldview is shifted where your reality all of a sudden doesn't look the same anymore but since we live in the west and our society don't really have any terms for all these experiences um, if you go to a doctor or to uh, like seek out psych a psychiatrist or something they will probably label you as going crazy and if I had done that, like I didn't share this with anyone except for the, my friends that I knew would understand me. But if I would have shared this with my parents or any doctor, they would have probably thought that I was about to have a psychosis or um, they would have thought that I was having mental um, disturbances or like a mental disorder because I was... I was freaking out sometimes. I thought I was losing my mind and I didn't know what was real. And um, it was very turbulent. I'd, I'd get triggered by the smallest things and just freak out and get panic attacks. And I ended up in so many arguments with my my like friends and family because all this trauma and like the childhood wounds were just 
dug up and thrown at me and I just had to deal with them. And it was so intense um, during a very, like, and it was an intense short period where I just had to go through a lot of healing. Um, and I, a part of this Kundalini awakening was also that my sensitivity to energies were even more enhanced. So whenever I sat down to meditate, it was like an explosion in front of my eyes. It just lit up in front of me and I could feel the energy. It was like a pulse of energy in my body. Um, like something was moving inside my body, but I could feel that it was energy. Um, yeah, so so this was a very difficult time. And I once again felt like I didn't have many people to talk to who understood me. And I'm glad I sought out a coach who could guide me through this and give me some advice and just help me out a bit because it was very intense. But gradually it started getting better and all these symptoms started settling um, and all the energy started settling. And this is actually when I started experiencing or noticing that I could use this energy to heal myself. So I noticed that my hands got activated. It was like two glowing balls of energy in my hands and I realized that I, I could use this energy on myself to like boost my own energy and basically heal myself from pain and stuff. And I started like practicing on my, my dad, for example, and used this energy on him. And he also started experiencing that his pain went away. And he didn't really believe me at first. He was very skeptical when I asked him if I could try this thing on him called energy healing but um when he stood up afterwards he was like yep something happened <laughs> and I just I can't explain it it just came to me and that's my reality now and that's also why I'm doing Reiki now because it came to me and it's something that I feel called to share with the world um, and also spread the word around so um yeah, that came to me. And after that, I've basically gone into a phase or a stage of just cocooning. I've been cocooning for a long time. And that's also why I moved into the forest, um, to a little house outside uh, the city, because after this very intense period of healing <laughs> and after the Kundalini awakening, the soul and the body just needs to rest because it's so intense. All these energies really messes with you. And my physical body was worn out. Um, so I needed to just once again withdraw. And like, I have been in this cocoon for months now and just not really feeling social, not wanting to interact with anyone not wanting to do anything, just really just being by myself and resting and integrating and um, grounding, I feel like, because it's been a lot mm, like with the higher energies. And now I feel like I just want to ground down and um, 
settle. So that's what I've been doing lately. And I also feel that I am moving into a different stage now after this grounding and after the cocooning of finally starting to uh, understand my my mission and my purpose and like making sense of um making sense of things again i'm i'm feeling more motivated and i'm feeling eager to start working again and it's like this wild journey that i have been on of like just completely shifting my reality it is now merging and um integrating with the physical reality and things are like um starting to make sense i'm starting to make sense of the fact that i am a spiritual being with a human body and i'm not my ego <laughs> i am not my body i am not the sum of my belongings um i'm not separated from anything i i am connected to each and every one on this planet to all the plants and all the animals and there's no separation between us. We are just pure consciousness and pure awareness. And it's just a really beautiful experience to be a human. I'm very grateful that I get to be a human being, but also a spiritual being. <laughs> yeah, it's really mind-blowing. Um, so that's where I am today. And I feel that for every day that passes, I am getting a deeper sense of understanding. And I mean, I'm, I still have very profound spiritual experiences, especially since I did my Reiki training, it has opened up a um, whole new world. And I'm realizing that we don't understand much about energy and about like how this reality is made up. And that's also why I'm so fascinated by like quantum physics and basically how we can use energy and the quantum field to like create our reality because I have understood and I have experienced things that prove to me that there's so much more to learn and to figure out like we are the creators of our reality if we just understand how to work with energy and like the quantum field so yeah that's something I'm going to talk more about in the future as well there's so much to talk about right spirituality is so much fun <laughs> Yeah, I think I I think that that's probably it for today and I'm also I'm taking a look at the watch now and I'm realizing that I'm late for this dinner that I'm going to with my brothers. They um are going to surprise me tonight for my birthday. But yeah, I feel like this will probably be a bit of an abrupt ending <laughs> to this episode, but I hope that it will resonate with some of you and maybe shed some light of what it can be like to go through um, an awakening and to face the challenges of having to be in a society where people don't understand you and like having these experiences that you can't explain yourself but they're still real my reality is just as real as 
anyone else's reality and my experiences are my experiences and they are real no one can tell me that what I am experiencing isn't real it's just a matter of how we choose to interpret it and it's a matter of what we can allow ourselves to believe in and believe to be real so with that I I'm going to leave you and I'm wishing you a lovely day or evening wherever you are and as always please reach out to me if this episode resonates with you or if you would like to chat about spirituality or the quantum field or metaphysics or science or whatever I'm always dying to talk about all these things and I would love to hear about your awakening as well um, you can reach me on Instagram at ellas.holistichealth or you can also um, talk to me through um, the inner portal uh, on Instagram which is this podcast's um, Instagram account and yes please follow and leave reviews on any platform where you're listening to this that would really really make me super super happy so um yeah enjoy your day my loves and i will talk to you soon